honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Dropping black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show produced from East Tennessee dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve regional foods, Appalachian food traditions, and Tennessee agricultural products. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. Today we are setting the table in Nashville, Tennessee at 6th and Peabody, Old Smoky Distillery. It's a new business created by husband and wife team and Sevier County, Tennessee natives, Jesse and Joe Baker. This is the same couple that created Old Smoky Moonshine in Gatlinburg, Tennessee and Yeehaw Brewery in Johnson City, Tennessee. Jesse, who's the woman behind these businesses, has a brand new cookbook called Shining Old Smoky Family Cookbook, and that is our main topic on today's program. We'll also hear about their Tennessee family roots, Jessie's thoughts on how she feeds her family, her chicken and dumplings with her own special twist, and a moonshine concoction perfect for holiday gatherings. We'll also hear from Fred Sossman of Johnson City, who devotes his potluck radio segment today to the memory of a lady who was well-known all over Athens, Tennessee for her culinary artistry, and he shares one of her favorite recipes for sweet potato casserole. We'll also hear a version of the song, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, one of Joe and Jesse's favorite gospel songs that their family enjoys singing together. And I'll let you know how you can pre-register for a live telephone auction fundraiser that'll take place in December where you could possibly win a seven-foot, four-weight, handmade bamboo fly fishing rod made by an East Tennessee fly fishing legend, Walter Babb, and also a chance to win 10 dozen flies tied by Walter, which is a collection of his go-to nymphs that he uses when he fly fishes the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And all proceeds from this auction benefit the Needy Family Fund of Sweetwater, Tennessee. Thank you so much for tuning in today at our big Tennessee table. I sure appreciate your good company. Sixth and Peabody is a really interesting new business. This is the couple's newest business, and it's a mix of Old Smoky Moonshine Distillery and Yeehaw Brewery. They wanted to build a business where everybody felt comfortable and where you would feel comfortable taking your kids. And outside is a courtyard with the Prince's Hot Chicken food truck sitting out there. Now, Prince's Hot Chicken's the original Nashville hot chicken, a shiny Airstream camper, uh, vintage arcade games, moonshine still, and you can look in the window to big vats of beer being brewed there. 
They've got a place to shoot baskets and play outdoor games, a performance area where they have gospel music on Sundays, and just, like I said, a real comfortable feeling to the air. And that is the place where we recorded this show. And I just wanted to include a little note that they do not advertise on this show. I'm featuring them today because this is a really good cookbook. They're Sevier County natives. They employ hundreds of Tennessee people, and they're an important part of our agricultural community through distilling. Godmother of Princess on Chicken. Are you kidding? I'm, t I'm checking in with Laura to write this. Good to meet you. You too. I do. Oh, okay. Well, I'm supposed to interview Jesse. Well, Joe and Jesse, y'all started dating when you're 14 and you're high school sweethearts. I love that. Did you both grow up in Gatlinburg? We did. And so I grew up, I would say, more in Gatlinburg. Um, and Joe grew up more in Pigeon Forge, right? Yeah, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. And Gatlinburg yeah. I went to school in both, and mm -hmm. my went to church in Gatlinburg, and but it's hard. lived in Pigeon Forge. I have mostly. a lot of really young memories in Sevierville too, because my dad was a judge, and he used to work at the courthouse. And when I was tiny and didn't want to go to preschool he would let me go with him and sit under the bench and the hole underneath of the bench used to be covered in my doodles because <laughs> I would sit under there and scratch and draw while he heard <laughs> cases and plea deals but yes so mostly I grew up in, in Gatlinburg though and uh, what a special town that was. So. Yes well and it sure has grown a lot um, since that we were kids you know that was our big thing to do all go up to the space needle and, oh yeah and yeah go to the old smoky candy kitchen mm -hmm. and i had no idea when i first heard about your cookbook that we're talking about today shining the old smoky family cookbook i had no idea till i started looking about stories about you that your grandparents started that old smoky candy kitchen yeah so their story's interesting they they were both from new jersey and came down kind of seeking i don't know that they intended to become wealthy they just intended to kind of make it like they were mm -hmm. they had gone through the i guess the great depression and their families were not you know thriving and mm -hmm. so they got together, married, and then just kind of traveled south and kept trying different businesses and living in different towns until they found something that worked. And my grandfather was actually, a, he did some kind of janitorial service at the children's home in Sevierville. Um, yes. While, I don't know what my grandmother was doing at that time, but they ultimately opened Old Smoky Candy Kitchen in 1950 in Gatlinburg, right there on the main drag, which of course then was, I mean, I think it was a dirt road from the pictures. It was barely, definitely wasn't even chip and tar. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it was, it didn't look like anything like it looked like today. And it was a shack. It was a little shack and they, he, but my grandfather had gone down to Florida or maybe it was from New Jersey. I think that he had had the saltwater taffy idea but didn't he buy the machine the taffy machine so. in florida and then um anyway yeah and started making taffy and the rest is really history their story is took off and lots of hard work you know yes. it's you can't gloss over that but mm -hmm. they made uh, just such a impression i think on on the community the business community well listeners from the area of east tennessee I think we all have just this soft spot for the Old Smoky 
candy kitchen because the way you can look in the window and see the, the taffy being rolled and it's all so clean. And Where Jesse's family moved in um, to the county in the 40s, my family moved in to the county in about the in the late 1700s. So we're from Sevier County. I am from Sevier from, County. From, from. Now my granddad uh -huh. came, he moved to uh, um, to Sevier County after World War II. As he came back from World War II, he stopped in Sevier County and saw my memo and decided <laughs> he would stay. <laughs> so I think it's, but, but so the Baker name is actually uh, from my granddad that, that moved into Sevier County, but my all of my family other than him have been there for a long, long time. You know, when you talk about being good at business, I think Jesse and I, we, we really, the, our greatest joy is in the creation of a business mm -hmm. and, and not only a product that we can be proud of, but also the, um, the jobs and the mm -hmm. people that, that we affect. I, I think that we, we've gone from having two or three employees right. to you know, six, seven hundred and to know that you're making an impact in their lives in a positive yes. way, that's, I think that's the best for sure. part of business I for think us. you're right. But it, it is, you know, it's exciting to create a new product, but I think that's, I think the, everything that comes with business, mm -hmm. it's hard. You can't accomplish a lot without a plan. I, I believe that. Amen. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. But I think that you also have to be willing to a large extent, to fly by the city of your pants, right? And and you're better at that, Joe. And, well, and I, I think I we balance in that, right? Yeah. I mean, we do because Jesse's good at planning. <laughs> I've I've never known a plan. <laughs> you feel it? Well, we're good at dividing and conquering, and I don't know. I I do most things at home, but I'm not a morning person. And Joe makes a mean breakfast coffee. <laughs> so we, I'm kidding, but we do divide and conquer in that sense on every level. I feel like, don't you? So. Yes, we're, we're lucky. It, you know, I think it's so often. It's kind of weird that we dated since Jesse was 14. Freshman in, freshman high, high, school. in high school. That's so. the sweetest thing. <laughs> but I, I think that we are. That's probably why we're good friends too. Yeah. We're best friends yeah. first. I think it's it's we're lucky. I think in that regard for sure. But it, it's. Uh, Jesse, Jesse didn't take enough credit. I think that that's the, mm -hmm. you know, it, without a doubt, without her, the wheels come off. Oh, well, in everything. So it's it's uh, <laughs> it, not just the house, but business. And, and I think that you know, my I get so scatterbrained on things, and she's she's good at having focus and and mm -hmm. keeping things real. So. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and my guests today are Jesse and Joe Baker, owners and creators of Old Smoky Moonshine, Yeehaw Brewery, and Sixth and Peabody. And today I'm featuring Jesse's new cookbook, Shining, Old Smoky Family Cookbook. After a break from our sponsor, Century Harvest Farm from Greenback, Tennessee, Jesse will share her thoughts on cooking for her family, her chicken dumplings with her own special twist, and a moonshine concoction that might make a big holiday hit for your gatherings. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. 
Details at centuryharvest.org. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and my guests today are Jesse and Joe Baker, owners and creators of Old Smoky Moonshine, Yeehaw Brewery, and Sixth and Peabody. And today I'm featuring Jesse's new cookbook, Shining, Old Smoky Family Cookbook. Let's hear more from Jesse and Joe about her cooking style, her cookbook, her chicken and dumplings with her own special twist, and a moonshine concoction that just might be the thing for your next gathering. I've always believed with food that if you're eating whole foods, real foods, real butter, that um, as long as you're not kind of overeating, it's 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 all good in moderation and in proportion um, to the rest of your diet. And I, it's all fresh and pure and, and real, just like the mountains where, you know, we came from. And I wanted it to be true to Appalachia and true to our brand and our business and true to what we eat and do at home. So while we don't eat like moonshine chili every day we certainly take it to parties or to a tailgate um Mm -hmm. i do love to make the moonshine chicken at home for the kids and and they really get a kick out of that so it's funny we do and we don't have a moonshine cocktail every night we do drink our beer a lot but (laughs) (laughs) but i really tried to tell our story our moonshine story in the book and also a little bit about the history of moonshine in appalachia and Mm -hmm. and how it kind of moved through time and how then we got into it gatlinburg so it's such a lovely book well thank you so much so you got your family in it your grandparents and all the stories you were just telling me and also really good functional recipes i mean I feel like I could really make these things and um, it's always a little intimidating to see if mine will turn out and it feels like I I might could do this. I think so. I mean there's a Mm -hmm. lot of, I certainly tested these recipes a lot Mm -hmm. of times and I am not a classically trained chef which Mm -hmm. to me maybe that makes these recipes a little more approachable you Mm -hmm. know because when I was doing them and testing them and I feel like they're all very approachable and they're certainly they're not all easy but they're not hard Mm -hmm. you know like if you have the time to to do it I think it's totally possible (laughs) it's not gonna scare you out of the kitchen so and I I feel like you'll be happy with the result they taste really good when they're finished one that really caught my eye and I was reading that it's your husband Joe's one of his favorites is the chicken and dumplings yes and I love the fact that you use cornmeal in your dumplings. I love cornmeal, and I use it in a lot of things that that I think might be unexpected. But mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a thickener. I like to use even the masa flour in yes. the in in the broth sometimes just mm-hmm. to thicken it. But I use actual real like medium stone ground kind of cornmeal in the dumplings, and it just makes them a little grittier and not quite so refined as the white flour dumplings. Yes. And to me, it's a more rustic bowl of kind of it makes it a little bit more like a stew in what you're getting um i like to add a lot of extra vegetables and herbs just because for our family my kids like flavor and and they like when things just taste richer i would say and so for me that that was kind of it i I just i love i love the rusticity that cornmeal adds to dumplings and to me it makes them be a little lighter and fluffier too because some of the flour dumplings can get really dense and heavy so yes they too too sticky sticky exactly so yeah joe um what's your favorite thing about these chicken and dumplings oh gosh 
I, I have. I've been a, a sucker for chicken and dumplings since I was a kid. But oh, yeah. I, it's a, uh, yeah, I, I think Jesse and I, I may say the wrong thing about the way that they're cooked, but one thing that, that she does with all of, anything that's soupy at our house starts with uh, a bone broth that she makes. And so I think that that's the kind of stuff that, that I think makes the big difference. And, and I know I, I love to just drink the bone broth when we, when, when, when we make it. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no we, the royal we. That, <laughs> that uh, I think um, it, it's, uh, I don't know, I, I like that everything that she makes is, is clean, if that's a, a, a mm-hmm. fair term. I think that it's all, it's all delicious, but it's also... It's real. I think that's what yeah, he means when it, he's saying clean. It's just, I, there's no real shortcuts. No, you know. she does it the hard way, but I, it, it's, you know, we're the beneficiaries of it. I, Jessie has always enjoyed cooking, and uh, I think that one Christmas, I bought her... Was it, a week it was a five-day boot camp. A boot yep. camp at the Culinary Institute of America. Well, and it was... It was. It was selfish. Five days in, like, my Mecca. It, it was, was pretty like awesome. Harry Potter for food, really. It was like... It, it, the cafeteria was like Hogwarts. It was amazing. It was the coolest place I've ever... I thought it was amazing. We, I think that really is when you took cooking to... Uh, I think from there you really well, I had a couple I remember I had a couple teachers and then co-students who said you should like you're really good at this you should come back and like actually go to school which I've never gotten to do but again that was one of the things I would totally go to culinary school one day I love it and and I mean I've been fine not having that degree but just just five days of experiencing other people who pursue that same passion really inspired me and, mm-hmm. and really showed me that uh, it's something that I not just have a love for, but I think I actually, you know, had a, had a taste for, had a palate for, and really um, encouraged me in that sense. So, well, Like even last mm-hmm. night we were making, again, we, we weren't. It was <laughs> Jesse had, had pulled chicken and, and we were having uh, uh, salads, simple dinner, but we were having salads with chicken. It was late. We got in late, and I was just going to put some olive oil and vinegar on my salad. And she's over there at the at the sink, uh, pressing garlic and making a salad dressing. And we don't ever eat salad dressing from a bottle. It's usually from a, a mason jar that she mixes it up. And and that I think that that uh, that kind of stuff is is you know, we're we're lucky at our house to eat that. And and mm-hmm. I there's a lot of that. In the, some of the recipes in the book, I think that those are things that she really. These aren't recipes that she just plucked out of thin air, and I think they're they're a lot they're, of them. A, we a do lot of them. Eat, yeah, a lot regularly. of them are meaningful to our family. Yeah. Tried and true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it feels that way when I went to yes. it, and it's um, it was really enjoyable to read this cookbook. Well, thank you, thank Absolutely. you, thank you so much. It was it was a labor of love. I didn't really. I, I hired a friend of mine and one of the original Old Smoky employees to help me test recipes. Uh-huh. But that was the only other person that really mm-hmm. had her hands on the on the on the food, if you will, you yes. know. And mm-hmm. I just wanted somebody else other than me to try to make them and say that's crazy or that works well or whatever. Did you share kind of one of your favorite moonshine cocktails you might make? I think the best one for a hot summer day is either the beer shinerita, which I tried to combine our Yeehaw beer and I would use a cerveza with 
the a flavored moonshine that's popular, which is the the margarita moonshine, or you can do it with corn whiskey. Whatever you can you can do it a lot of different ways. Um, but that one is one of my favorites for a hot day. I think people like probably better than that the blackberry lemonade, which I put in the book. But it's also something that we serve here in Nashville. We do it everywhere. It's a it's a very popular one. So that's the one I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I think that, that one's that's more all, popular. When you make that, I like a margarita better, but but. Most people prefer blackberry lemonade. So the crowd pleaser. Yeah. Well, and it, and it's just pretty in that little. Your photography is really beautiful, and that was amazing. Know. I have to give a shout out to Angie Mosier. I think she's from Maryville. Considers herself a Maryville girl, but no she's kidding. lived in Atlanta for twenty something years. And I oh, mean, I she that. knocked my socks off. I love Angie. And I love one of my favorite things is the fact that you have at the beginning of chapters um lyrics and then the name of the person that performed yeah. the song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the reason we did the songs before the chapters is because music for us has been really i mean it is the soundtrack to your life and and joe has been so into music and all of all kinds and i feel like i really started loving music when we got together and started listening to music in high school because my dad always loved it and always played guitar but I didn't listen to as much variation until Joe and I got older and for me the music of Tennessee really runs the gamut and spans such a wide um, variety mm-hmm. and it's so culturally significant and it means so much to our area and so the lyrics I chose I feel like they honor Gatlinburg, they honor Appalachia, they honor food, they honor you know, uh, and and I hope hope they honor the the people who wrote the songs and performed the songs as well because I really I just feel like you can't really think about Appalachia, Gatlinburg, the Smoky Mountains without thinking about Dolly Parton, without thinking about Moonshine, without thinking about you know some of these people like without thinking about the song Rocky Top. Yeah. And without and so to me it was really essential to bring that all together mm-hmm. um, and list it. Right, and I think that, that that's again it's not a where I said that the recipes that Jesse has in the books that you know they're they're real and, and we we benefit from them and she cooks them all the time. But the I think the music too these are not songs that just you didn't pick them out of just nowhere. Those, they're, oh, gosh, they're all no. they, they're, yeah. they have some meaning or significance in our mm-hmm. our lives. Whether even if it's just that we just happen to yeah. like that particular song. So yeah, it's uh, to, to and for somebody I, you know the one the the Smoky Mountain memories keeps calling me home to be from there but to not live there. I loved putting that one towards the front of the book because it's where I consider you know what I mean and that is definitely home for me and I don't I I just feel honored to be able to highlight the area and and the lyrics of the area I don't know I I feel like it's been for me everything I could have ever wanted you know and I wrote it to really help our kids memorialize just our moonshine business and and you know the kind of things that we do and go through on a day-to-day basis the meals they were eating at this time in their life and the everything like that and so I feel like it's really it's a a snippet into where we are right now in our lives and I love that they have it as a tangible expression of that so most of us have a memory but not a tangible item right, right. from a slice of our life. Sure. That's, what a gift. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I think so. 
Now, at the end of my show, I always close with a gospel number, usually bluegrass or mountain yeah. song some, of some sort. And um, if you had to pick a, a gospel song, what would you pick? Probably I'll Fly Away would be my, I, I think that one. It, I Amazing love, Grace, I was going to say. I mean. Yeah, it's just, this is your thing. I, no, I should but keep, you love I'll Fly I think Away. Uh, I love Uncloudy Day by Willie Nelson. We so. used to sing Amazing Grace with my dad on the guitar. Um, he plays guitar and used to love to sing that. So either, I mean, but any of those, like well, I don't or care. I, I think that if you're talking about stuff that we sing, yeah. um, um, Will the circle be unbroken? I think that that is. Yeah. I think that that's yeah. when we when we're playing with your dad. We always. Okay. Yeah. That's a fun one that we always. That is a good one. See, it's um, I, I my um, um, my mom was uh, the youngest is the youngest of fifteen, and um, they sang what, the what? sisters sang. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh they, gosh. And I've yes. got recordings of of them because they used to they used to travel around to churches and sing. Women. Really. She was little. My 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 papa on my mom's side, he was directing the choir when he died. He had a heart attack and died in church. And they uh, but singing was like their that was their life. Their life was singing. Oh, Just mountain goodness. people, mountain music, and and I, I they, the uh, so gospel music is uh, is a, a real. It's a that's one of my special places, and I think that mm-hmm. here we 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 started um, at this property a little show on Sundays, and and it's called the Gospel Bird Jubilee, and uh, so we do uh, we do gospel music on Sundays. Uh, it's a time, you know, we, we we both. I grew up going to church quite a bit, and, and Jesse's family they would, went to the Baptist church in in Gatlinburg, and um, we. We just believe that you can have church in a lot of different places, and and so, it's the Gospel Bird Jubilee is a, our effort to give people a positive message. And so, what if they're drinking beer or moonshine while they're listening to it? It's a it's a it's a, a chance to touch people and, and to and, and to give some offer some inspiration. And, and so, we do that every Sunday here on the property. And and the reason we call it the Gospel Bird is because the Prince's family. They do make the fried chicken for us, and, and I, I think even my my mom's family they, they always had uh, chicken on Sundays. So it's it's just it's a, another example of how our families, the, the Prince's family and, and our family, are, are connected because that uh, you know people generally ate beans and potatoes through the week, and they on Sundays they got that fancy meal and they had their chicken, and, and, and so that it's it's fun to be able to have that gospel music here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny you asked about that. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and my guests today have been Jesse and Joe Baker, owners and creators of Old Smoky Moonshine, Yeehaw Brewery, and Sixth and Peabody. And today we've been featuring Jesse's new cookbook, Shining, Old Smoky Family Cookbook. It's easy to find this cookbook in time for Christmas from Jessie's website, jessieshines.com, and she spells her name J-E-S-S-I. In addition, I've placed links to where to find this book, their businesses, all of my guests and recipes, and the download tab of the podcast of the show, always at tennesseefarmtable.com. 
Coming up, I'll let you know how you can help hungry people in need for Christmas and by doing so possibly win that handmade bamboo fly fishing rod made by East Tennessee Zone fishing legend Walter Babb. Also, 10 dozen flies that Walter Babb tied himself. But now, let's join our friend Fred Sausman from Johnson City, Tennessee with his Potluck Radio series and a segment and recipe devoted to the memory of a lady who is well-known all over Athens, Tennessee for her culinary artistry. If you're not able to write down this upcoming recipe, I've placed it on my website. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. Today we go into my own kitchen for a recipe we make almost every Thanksgiving. So grab a pen and paper or open up the Notes app on your smartphone. There are only six ingredients and the procedure is simple. The recipe was given to me by the late Trula Bailey, one of the best cooks I've ever known. She was born in the southeast Tennessee community of Vonor in 1910 and worked for my uncle and aunt in Athens, Tennessee for over 50 years, beginning in 1935. Her recipes are as valued by the family as any antique or heirloom. This is how she taught me to prepare sweet potatoes. You want about two medium to large sweet potatoes, the red-orange kind, around two pounds worth or a bit less. Boil these sweet potatoes in water until they're quite soft. Cool them, take the skin off, and put them in a food processor. Add half a cup of white sugar, two tablespoons of butter, two tablespoons of milk, and then the ingredient that Trula always mentioned with a smile. Just under a quarter cup of Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. A good Kentucky bourbon like Maker's Mark works well too, as does Amaretto. Mix all this well and pour it into a greased casserole. True to the era when it was created, you can even top it with miniature marshmallows. Bake it at 350 degrees until it's hot and the marshmallows begin to brown. Trula Bailey died in 2002, but our memories of her live on in our kitchen every Thanksgiving. For Potluck Radio, with thanks to Trula Bailey, I'm Fred Saussman. This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Okay, let's hear about this auction fundraiser business. The bamboo fly rod made by Walter Babb and 10 dozen flies tied by him will be auctioned off on Saturday, December 14th at about 5.30 to 6 p.m. This will be a live telephone auction, and this auction benefits the Needy Family Fund of Sweetwater, Tennessee. This organization is made up of 20 area churches, and they raise money to buy food for families in need for Christmas. The auction will be held at the Sweetwater Primary School, located in Sweetwater, Tennessee, but you don't have to be present to bid on the rod or the flies. To pre-register in order to participate on the phone auction, you'll need to call a phone number. Call Phil Roy beforehand at area code 423-337-1212 to register. And at that point, you'll be given several phone numbers to call in your bid during the live phone auction. If you didn't get that phone number, I've also put a link to the page where it is on my website, tennesseefarmtable.com.
really thank you for tuning in today, and I'd love to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Contact me directly through email from my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com, if you like. Maybe we could swap some stories or recipes, or get your feedback on topics that you might want to hear more of on the program. I always like to hear from you. It actually makes my day. And we're the Tennessee Farm Table Podcast is my own independent production and solely owned and operated by myself. I also repackage and rebroadcast the Tennessee Farm Table as a 30-minute radio show, which airs every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on a non-commercial, listener-supported radio station out of East Tennessee, WDVX. You can find them at WDVX.com. And also from 9.30 to 10 every Saturday morning, I also host a bluegrass show called Sweetgrass on that radio station. Our theme song was written by myself, musically arranged and performed by 15-year-old super musical talent, Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. And she recorded that theme song when she was just nine years old. She has a new album called Family Wars, and we here at East Tennessee are so proud of this young Tennessee talent. More information on Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. I hope you have a good day today. Thank you for listening and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production. I asked the bakers if they'd select a gospel song that's important to their family, and they came to consensus on Will the Circle Be Unbroken? a song that they sing, and a song that Jesse's dad plays on the guitar. So here's a version from 1975 off the album Live at the Cellar Door. Here's Seldom Seen, and Will the Circle Be Unbroken, right here on the Tennessee Farm Table. I was standing by my window on a cold and cloudy day and I saw that hearse come rolling as it carried my mother away will the circle be unbroken by and by Lord by and by there's a bed
since my Thank you so much for tuning in to the program today, and I'd love to invite you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and through my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd just love to hear about your farm, recipes, or just to say hello and connect. Our theme song was written by myself and musically arranged and performed by Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. And if I remember correctly, I think she recorded that from me when she was just nine years old. I think she's 15 now. She's got a new album called Family Wars, and it is really good. More information at TheEmmySunshine.com, and she spells that E-M-I. I hope you have a really good week, and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production. <laughs>